0: May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. It always happened at night. The house would be completely dark and I would crawl on my stomach down through the hallway. Usually there would be two, but sometimes three boys on their stomachs crawling with me. And one of us would have a flashlight, usually me, and we would get down the hallway to the dining room and the flashlight would pan across the room and there it'd be, sitting atop the table, a teddy bear with a bowl of honey in its lap. And I would look at one of the boys and I would say, who's going to get him? Zach, can you get it? And he'd look at me and nod. And then he'd aim his airsoft Nerf rifle at this teddy bear sitting on top of the table and open fire shooting at it and then the other boys would get in and we would pretty much tear up that teddy bear and then I'd get him and we'd bag it and we'd move on through the house to the next room looking for more big game to hunt and this was what we would do it was a great time and I tell you right now I really miss those days I miss crawling on my stomach through a dark house looking for big game that turned out to be Winnie the Pooh sitting on my dining room table um, the wonderful thing about children is they give adults permission to play. They give themselves permission to play. They use their imagination, their wild heart, and so you can go and do this stuff for a couple hours and then and then come and eat peanut butter and jelly or grilled cheese and tomato soup. Uh, sadly, I had um, you know, all these little boys, so... It was a house of, of rampant misogyny, and they wouldn't even eat grilled cheese sandwiches. They had to have boy cheese sandwiches. Um, I think they've kind of grown up out of that, but this is the way it was. And then they back to their doing their thing and, and playing their games, and, and they had a fantastic mother who um, went out and bought this, um, this tub that she aptly named the Dress-Up box. And put all kinds of costumes in it. And so one day they could be superheroes and the next day cowboys and the next day policemen or whatever. Um, They went to this little phase where... And they would watch um, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which may be one of the world's all-time worst movies. But, um, but I loved it, and they loved it, and it was so much fun, you know. And then so they dressed up in little medieval costumes, and, and their mother made them hats and capes and, and little things that go over top of their feet so it looked like they had soft shoes on and, and, and little wooden swords, and we would play those sorts of things. Uh, The the dress-up box we still have, it's pretty much empty now. There's just a couple, you know, uh, odd costumes that are left in, and most of them have been given away. It was fun to watch children pretend to play like they were something else. I don't know about you. I still like Halloween. I know there are people who are really against it. I'm not. I think it's one of, you know, when adults, one of the rare opportunities when adults can, can grab their childhood back and, and maybe get an opportunity to dress up like something. A, a few years ago, um, some friends up in Twinsburg invited us to a costume party. And so I decided to go as like a Caesar, you know. Um, I was like a Roman Caesar, you know, with things around my head and the toga kind of thing around me. And, and I show up and two other guys had the exact same idea. We became fast friends. You know, like, oh, my dear friend, could I go get you a beer? Uh, Of course, but my tongue is tight, so make sure it's a light one. You know, all this sort of stuff we would say to one another. Um, Yeah, it was great. But it's still not the same, is it? You know, when you're an adult and dress up, you know you're being silly and you're self-effacing and it's ridiculous and you have fun with that and you can play with that. But when you were a child... And you dressed up. It's not like you pretended to be Superman or Batgirl or whatever you you pretended to be. You were that person. You were Robin Hood or Maid Marian or whoever. You became that. As an adult, you realize that you just can't go back there. That when you when you become an adult, you can pretend. But you can't be that thing like you used to when you were a child. Mark tells us a story of Jesus who criticizes men for pretending to be something they are not. This is the story that he tells us isn't it here's a scene Jesus is um, in his public ministry towards the end of it in mark chapter 12 we're coming close to the end of his his time he's made it to Jerusalem he is at the temple there are all sorts of people there for this festival of Passover everyone from you know just regular common uh, farmers to um, to religious professionals and all of these sorts of pe- people are, are all there together and um, there's this you know just this cosmopolitan feel and this this kind of festival kind of atmosphere and Jesus is teaching as he has been in the the temple courts and as he's teaching he he points out these fellows listen to what he says as Jesus taught this is what Mark says he said beware of the scribes beware of the scribes um uh the 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 ones who are like the scholars beware of the religious professionals um, it would be sort of an odd thing to say. I mean, could you imagine if we were you know, together sitting on the quad of some major university, and you know, you see these professors and, and walking around, and I said to you, beware of the professors. <laughs> beware of them. You'd be like, why? Or if you're in a cathedral and there are a lot of clergy there, and I said, beware of the priest. And you would think, but why? You shouldn't. Aren't these people, aren't they, aren't they? You know, the, the kind of the epitome of what you should be. That's not what Jesus says. Beware of them. Look out for. Caution. This is like a beware of dog sign. You know, these. Watch out for these people. Be beware of them. And and why? Because they are not who they seem to be. They're insincere. They're disingenuous. They're not what they seem to. Be. They're so-called scholars, but they're not really. They love, he says, to walk around in long robes. I'll be honest with you. Every Sunday when I put on this robe, I know it's important. It is. It reminds us of the catholicity of our faith and the historicity of our faith and. But sometimes I put it on and think, you just look ridiculous, you know. Um, But they love this. They love these long robes. They love to be greeted with respect in the marketplace, as he says. They love the best seats in the synagogue and the places of honor at banquets. And I look at this and I think to myself, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with any of that? They want nice clothes. They um, they want to be respected. They they want uh, good seats at, at church. They um, they want uh, to be invited to banquets. And and is there anything at all wrong with that? No, not anything with the trappings themselves. Nothing wrong with the clothes or the greetings or that. But look at what they do. Verse forty. They devour widows' houses. And for the sake of appearances, say long prayers, not for the sake of piety, not because they want to communicate with God, but because they want to appear to others. And widows in the ancient world, as in today's world, widows were very vulnerable in society. They would have no means of of financial support. And so they often lived on very meager subsistence living or on the kindness of strangers. And these people, Jesus says, devour their homes. Take them in order to add to their own wealth. He's saying these people who are Bible scholars, religious professionals, are looked at to be godly men, but they are not godly men. They would bilk the poor in order to make themselves richer. And Jesus says, it's not the outward trappings. I don't think that's the message here at all. It's not the outward trappings of religion. It's the insincere heart that's at stake here. This is why they are frauds. And he's saying, don't be like these frauds. Don't be like these pretenders. Rather, be like this widow. There's this pig there, So we have this. all these religious professionals walk around. Don't be like these guys. And then uh, Mark says, there's this widow who comes up. At the festival of Passover, there would be these 13 offering boxes all around the temple courts, and they were shaped like trumpets, and people would go and put money in them. This was like a, a collection. Instead of passing the, the plate, as it were, there were these uh, little units, and, and people would go up to them, and they would put money in them. And oftentimes if you had a really large donation, you would get all your family and friends together and they would bang pans and, and you know, make musical instruments and make a loud noise so that everybody would turn around and look. And then they would say, oh, this is how much money I have and I'm putting it in. They would make a big show of it so that everyone knew how much they were giving. But not this widow. Mark says there's this widow who comes up and she puts in two small coins. Lepta in Greek is the word Mark uses. The word is um, a coin that is the smallest coin in the ancient world. It was worth half of a penny. (laughs) She has a half of a penny. And she puts two of these in so that she can get it up to a full penny. Put in two of them. Something that I noticed um, some time ago. that's a surprise to me. And I don't know why. It It took me so long. But she has two. Jesus says she gives all that she has. Doesn't he? She gives all that she has. She has two coins, not worth very much, either one, but she gives both of them. Why not keep one? I mean, why not give 50% of your wealth? That's a really good offering by anyone's imagination. Why not just give half of it, keep one? Because she doesn't give because she has to. She's giving because she wants to. She didn't give it to the temple. She gave it to God. Even though the temple gets to take it. She gives all that she has. And Jesus says to his disciples, follow her example. Live like this woman. It's a strange contrast. Verse 38, beware of the scribes. And then down in verse 43, but I say to you, look at this woman. Be like her. Contrast couldn't be bigger. Don't pretend to be religious. Don't pretend to be religious. Love God from your heart. What was it that made her so authentic, this widow? I think the first thing is that she trusted in God. She's like the widow in the story from One Kings, right? Who has just enough flour to have one last meal. And then she says, you know, we're going to eat this meal. We're going to die. And Elijah the prophet says, trust God. Give it to me first as an as a, you know, example of your faith, and you'll see it won't be depleted. It's out of that, that faith, that trust in God that the widow does what she as she's asked. And, and this is what happens. She continues to, to have food. It continues to be there day after day after day. And this widow, uh, in the story of in Mark's gospel, does the exact same thing. She trusts in God. She takes the little bit that she has, and she gives it. She places it in the hands of God. Here's the question to you and me. Where is our security? Is our security in the the money in our bank accounts, the property that we own, the stocks that we hold, our our retirement plan? Is that our security? And if it was all to go away tomorrow, would we lose all of our sense of well-being? This widow gives all that she has. Her trust is in God. Second of all, I think she lives for an audience of one. She seeks to please God and God alone. There's no one there to see how much she gives, except for the fact that she doesn't realize that Jesus is watching her, that she has no idea what's going on. She isn't trying to impress anyone. She knows that what she does in secret, God sees in God alone. She she wants to be authentic, a person of integrity. I saw this cartoon once where this, um, this clergyman, he's in a collar and he's you know, kind of combing his hair in front of the mirror and his wife is standing next to him and she's also like, they're obviously getting ready to go to church. And, and, uh, and, the, and the, the, the wife is saying to the, her clergyman husband, how about we try something unique? This time at church, uh, you be grumpy and be charming when you come home. instead <laughs> of The other way around. Something like that. You know, this, this, this issue of integrity. Are we who we are in, in secret, the same person we are in public? Thirdly, I think she was more concerned with how things were than the way they looked. We live in a celebrity culture where we're always worried about the way that things look and the way that they appear. And appearances are not reality. This woman's piety was about being authentic before God without the appearance of religiosity. I thought about how when we were children we loved to pretend and how much fun it was. And, um... And I remember, like, you know, like my own children who wanted to be medieval knights or superheroes or sports stars or whatever, how I used to love to do that. I remember, like, the girls in our neighborhood always wanted to play house. And um, uh, I wasn't much interested in that. But they wanted to be mommies and daddies and all those sorts of things. Um, And that's really great, you know, the sense of, of pretending to be what we were not. And when we became adults, how we put away childish things. And how true that ought to be about our spiritual lives as well that we quit pretending and make sure that we don't pretend that we are authentically in secret the people that we are in public that we don't pretend but we were that we are real you see the only thing i think that really matters in our lives is who we love do we love god above all or don't we because when we do then we can just live our lives and be who we are. And if we don't, then it's all about pretending. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.